Danny Triple on the flow, man. Some neighbors are saying way too loud. Welcome in, everybody, to a brand new episode of the world-famous Loose Lugnuts podcast. I'm Evan Roberts, joined alongside Thomas Dick, and we got a triple header, a little trifecta at the triangle. Big, uh, the, the worst-kept secret um, this year uh, was revealed uh, recently. Um, IMSA NASCAR couple run on the streets of downtown Chicago, July 1st and 2nd. 2023 an event that nobody asked for yeah and then uh both races will be surrounded by music and entertainment options for all ages since nobody in chicago actually wants to watch nascar uh but it's truly making it one of the signature sporting and entertainment events of the year yeah it, the announcement came as mary uh, mayor lightfoot i don't know if you remember her she's the one that went to beauty shops during covid while the rest of her city was locked down she was thrilled to announce that Lakeshore Drive, Michigan Avenue, and Columbus Drive, along with uh, surrounding uh, streets, will be transformed into a 12-turn, 2.2-mile street course with the start-to-finish or start-and-finish line and pit road located across or on South Columbus Drive, across from the Buckingham Fountain. Oh. And you, you ever see uh, Married with the uh, Children? Yeah great tv show i think our nascar fans will recognize uh that fountain from the title sequence from that tv show yeah i think they would uh the race will also approach the northern edge of soldier field which hosted the only other cup series race uh to take place in downtown chicago and that was in 1956 uh chicago land speedway is in nearby juliet illinois hosted 19 races the race was pretty pretty good uh, but no one in Chicago likes NASCAR, so attendance numbers weren't great, so they killed it along with Kentucky Speedway. Uh, but the big thing about this is this quote-unquote big news brings us some sad news. It's a sad day. It's a bad day, as uh, the Cup Series will not return to Road America in 2023, which is uh, – it really sucks because there was great turnout the last two years on 4th of July weekend. Pretty good racing. Although the road courses are kind of weird, just – you know, it was uh, Tyler Reddick that won by like four seconds, and then the third place car was like 17 seconds behind. But I, I enjoy that track. Yeah, and the fans showed up to it. And yeah. uh, just send sort of a uh, a weird message like, hey, you support this track. We ain't coming back because we think there's bigger and better things. NASCAR uh, killed it for the big lights and uh, people getting beat up by fake people when walking the subway at 3 a.m. I don't know if you remember that, Jesse Smollett. Uh, that happened in Chicago. Um, NASCAR senior vice president said, just because we're not going back to uh, Road American 2023 doesn't mean we're not going back there in the future. That's a great way to say we're cheating on you with another woman. But when that uh, bitch uh, kicks us <laughs> to the curb, we're going to come back for some uh, nookie. So <laughs> hang tight, Road America. They might be back. Well, I think a lot of this stems from like Indy did the race through downtown Nashville. And then you see F1 going through Miami. And I think it's like NASCAR is like, oh, shit, we got to do something, get a street race going. But Chicago just ain't the place. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you want to race through some cities, there's some cities that. Uh, I mean, I guess if you went to Nashville, then you're taking a race from the national track. If you go into somewhere in Florida, I, I don't know. Do you lose a race there? I just I don't understand it. Maybe do it through Atlanta, take one of the Atlanta races. 
But yeah. I guess Atlanta's been some good races at that track, but or hear me out. Uh maybe go to North Carolina. Race in the different streets of downtown North Wilkesboro. Yeah. Maybe race from Wilkesboro to North Wilkesboro. Ooh. That'd be good. And then uh, every la- hey, how about that? Every lap, uh, one of the, the end of the lap is at the uh, speedway. Yeah, but the neighbors would just complain about it. Yeah. No, you're thinking of Nashville. <laughs> Fair <laughs> uh, Kurt Busch is hinting at a possible retirement following the 2023 season. Uh, he is two weeks away from turning 44, and he was on CBS Morning Show on Thursday and hinted that retirement might be approaching, said, quote, I've been in this sport for 23 years, and this to me is like one of those kid in a candy store moments of I want to be a part of this, and I'm glad that I'm having the chance to drive next year for the team, and I might be done driving after that, end quote, and that would allow them to transition to Tyler Reddick into the 45 car without having to fire Bubba Wallace or get the third entry. Yeah, or yeah, or fire Kurt Busch. This yeah. He's firing himself. But yeah, there was only three possible options once you name Tyler Reddick. You either have to get rid of Bubba, get rid of Kurt, or get a third entry. So one of those has been eliminated. And I think that would work really well for Kurt because you'd be getting into that new TV rights deal too. Because uh, I believe that's 2024, 2025. I think it's 24. Yeah. So he, you know, you could figure out what you're gonna do there and then immediately after the 23 season sign in i think him and clint would be amazing in a booth just not with yeah him. i really like Kurt in the, the booth when he does the truck races in xfinity so yeah and, and him and clint would be good just going off each other they both credible racers so yeah uh kyle but larson i will do this one i will do this yeah. one i was right wrong i was wrong i was gonna say <laughs> i used to say i'm right kyle bush no Kyle Larson. Or Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson won the racing best driver SB. I can admit when I was wrong. I just, from 10 miles away, it looked like they were definitely going to give it to Max for stapping because it's really cool to like Formula One now and everyone's trying to pop up or prop up Formula One. So I thought they were going to give it to Euro Trash, but no, they gave it to a great, uh, nascar racer from the best uh race car circuit in the world well i wonder how many of those little dirt track races that he did during the week helped out too you know probably and uh i mean if he can get it going william byron would be a similar type candidate yeah. he's got to win some more on the nascar circuit but he's winning on the little circuits so yeah good good that they recognized the best driver last year instead of the hot new item yeah and then uh, update on Joe Gibbs Racing and Kyle Bush for 2023. Uh, Toyota Racing Development Guy won't say his name. That's our that's it. our Toyota. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to say his name because he doesn't deserve it. Uh, he said that Toyota and Joe Gibbs Racing remain committed to sign Kyle to an extension and are contingency planning. Yeah, Wilson said they're trying to find... No, we're not saying his name. Oh, <laughs> Toyota Racing Development Guy uh, <laughs> said they're trying to find... a a path to keep them there. If there's not sponsorship there, maybe we can create a bridge somewhere. I don't know what that even means. Like, I guess Toyota would just pump money into a program. Uh, I find it odd that a two-time cup champ can't find a sponsor. Yeah. I mean, uh, maybe that just kind of speaks to his personality and he's not a marketable person. I reckon. Yeah. I mean, 
That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, his brother found a sponsor. I saw his brother handing out uh, McDonald's the other day at a drive-thru and it seemed very nice. (laughs) I I can imagine Kyle throwing the fries at people. (laughs) They said a potential sponsor fell through and they had to reset their sponsorship search. That even to me seems weird. Like a potential sponsor. I would think you'd be courting more than one. Yeah. Why do you have to reset? You should maybe the maybe Toyota will just sponsor that 18 car, like how HendrickCars.com has to sponsor yeah. Kyle because no one wanted to sponsor him last year. Yeah, it could be. But that's that, that's where that's at. That's the next big piece that needs to fall into place. Um yeah. we got Eric Jones is coming back to Petty, you know. <laughs> so. But it is interesting because you know those guys aren't getting any younger than Joe Gibbs's average age is up there with Denny martin and kyle yeah and well i i i personally can see martin leaving after next year and that would yeah. be i would be ready to go at that point i think Ty games yeah yeah that's some other tie <laughs> ty dylan ty dylan <laughs> Uh, so that's it around news. Pretty uh, quiet week um, around NASCAR aside from the uh, BS street course race. So as I mentioned, we do have a triple header this weekend. We've got the truck and Xfinity races on Saturday. And then on Sunday in the Cup Series, we have the Eminem Fans Appreciation 400 at Pocono Speedway. I'll begin at 3 p.m. Eastern on USA Network, Motor Racing Network, and Sirius XM NASCAR. Coverage starts at 2.30 PM 400 miles, 160 laps, stages of 30, 65, 65. The uh, tricky triangle is 2.5 miles. Uh, and as we look at the whole season picture, we got six regular season races remaining. Yeah, it's funny when I was working on the uh, the rundown, like I kept reading tricky triangle, tricky triangle, and I almost typed that the track is a 2.5 mile oval. <laughs> Which, yeah. Uh, yeah, the first race at the uh, Long Pond, Pennsylvania track was in August 74. They've run 88 races here. Uh, they did one race a year from 74 to 81. Then they got the bright idea of, I thought it was an okay idea. The races were too long, but racing there twice a year was neat because what they would do is they do it at the beginning of the Pocono camping season and they do it at the end of the Pocono camping season. So people that camp there different times of the year can get out to the place. So they did two races a year, 82 to 2021. Up until 2012, the races were all 500 miles. I admit I got a little sleepy in the middle of some of those races. Uh, 20 and 21, they did double header weekends. Yeah. And the races were 325 and 350. Last year, Alex Bowman and Kyle Busch won the uh, double header races. When we look at the all-time winners, Jeff Gordon and Denny Hamlin have the most wins at the track with six apiece. Hamlin swept. Uh, in 2006, and then added wins in 09, 2010, 2019, and 2020. Ten active Pocono winners are in the race. Uh, in addition to Hamlin, Kyle Busch has four wins. Kurt Busch has three. Martin Truex Jr. has two. And Ryan Blaney, Alex Bowman, Chris Buescher, Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski, and Joey Logano have won once as well. Yeah, and that list you rattled off, that includes five drivers who don't have a win yet this season, which is huge. We're up to 14 winners. Another kind of, person, that's 15 winners. Kind of reminds me of New Hampshire last week. We had a new winner last weekend. Yeah. So in the last 10 races at Pocono, Kyle, uh, Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch have the most top fives and top tens. They have seven top fives each, and they have nine top tens each. Kyle Busch has four wins over that span. 
Uh, Kevin Harvick has one win, but he has the best average finish of all drivers, 5.5. When we look at uh, some of these featured matchups, first one we got is Christopher Bell versus Kevin Harvick. They build this as the guy who got the lobster and the guy who should have got the lobster. Yeah, the run, like the rundowns I saw said that Kevin Harvick was the best car last week and that he just had a bad pit stop. I thought Martin Truex was the best car. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, um, uh, Cole Custer too had a really good car, yeah. had a bad pass. Yeah. Um, did they ever get that tire? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with Harvick. I have him as one of my favorites to win. Yeah. I think this is the easiest one uh, on the docket. I'm going Harvick pretty easily to win based off his past performance. Uh, the next one we got is Eric Jones versus Eric Amarola, two drivers right outside the cut line for the round of 16. Also the battle of two people who spell Eric incorrectly. <laughs> that it is. Who do you think spells it more incorrectly? I go Eric Amarola. Eric Amarola, yeah. Yeah. Um, I got Eric Jones winning. It might be my imagination, but it seems like Aaron Jones is always in the top 10, top 15 anytime I look at the ticker, and Eric Amarola isn't. Uh, I'm going to go with Eric, <laughs> uh, but I'm actually going to go with uh, Amarola. Uh, he's going to be my long shot uh, winner. Oh, too. Uh, he has two top five finishes in the last five races here. So I feel like all of the Stuart Haas guys are like in the top 20, but like, they're just not like Eric Jones. I feel like he's been like in the top five more and you're like, Oh shit. He might actually do this. Or, like, is he actually going to do it? And then, yeah. like, Stuart Haas was like, no, we're cool hanging out in 14th. And if you're, like, consistently 14th, like, you're going to yeah. be up there in the points. So, there I think that's go. why we always think Amarola is, like, not in there. But he's, like, sneaky, like, oh, yeah, he didn't do anything in stage one to stage two, but he finished 10th. Yeah. So, we get the next matchup. We got Brad Keselowski versus Austin Dillon. They had a dust-up last week. Can we get another dust-up this week? Hmm, I don't think so. I feel like this one was overplayed. I still don't know what happened. I don't know if anybody yeah. haven't been on the Twitter. Uh, but I'm gonna say Kozlowski can't handle living in the fast lane like Austin, so I'm gonna go with the number three car. There we go. We're pushing to get a potential sponsor. <laughs> a producer. I mean, if they show 45 million commercials during a race, maybe they can just sponsor a podcast. Yeah. If we're making predictions, I'm gonna say neither one of these guys finishes on the lead lap. Ooh. Uh, I think Brad K edges out Austin Dillon for 20th place. <laughs> uh, and then the last one, uh, this one's actually a pretty good one. Denny Hamlin versus Kyle Busch, the two best driver ratings at Pocono since 2019, 120.3 and 118.3 respectively. Yeah, I don't think you can go wrong with either driver, but I think Kyle will be on the radio bitching about his car and or crew by lap 10. And I got Denny finishing higher. I think both these guys have been running pretty well lately, uh, but I'm going to take Denny. Uh, Kyle did have a pretty good race last weekend, despite spinning out twice uh, with no one around him, but I like Denny. All righty. You already said your long shot, but repeat it in case we forgot. Yeah, I'm going to go with Eric Amarola. Needs a good finish. As we mentioned, he's 17th in the points right below the cutoff line, or 18th uh, right below the cutoff line. Uh, needs a good finish. As I mentioned, he's had a pair of top fives in the last five races here. I am going to go. Well, last week we glossed over that Christopher Bell was really good at that track during uh, in Xfinity races. I'm not going to do the same with Cole Custer. 
Ooh. Also running the Xfinity race here, so he's going to get a lot of time on the track this weekend. And he has finishes of uh, seventh, fifth, and a 2019 win at Pocono in the Xfinity Series. Oh, Cole Custer. All right. Who you got to win it? I'm going to pick him until he wins, man. Kevin Harvick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the SB Driver of the Year winner. He's also going to be the Pocono winner. I'm going Kyle Larson. Uh, in his last three races here, he has two top fives and three top tens. Average finish of 5.3. Kind of been quiet lately, but maybe this is a track where he turns it around. Yeah, and I just want to go out there and say by picking Kevin Harvick, I am picking uh, one of my two favorite drivers to now be out of the playoff spot. Oh. And then before we get into Xfinity, we have some Sort of fresh news. Uh-oh. Jayski.com reporting NASCAR prepared to offer teams bigger cut of TV revenue in their next deal. Uh, the next deal will start in 2025. Uh, NASCAR President Steve uh, Phelps said the uh, sanctioning body is preparing to offer teams a fair relationship with the split of meteorite dollars. Um, the current split is 65 to the tracks. 25 to the teams, 10% of the sanctioning body. Didn't realize the tracks got so much. Yeah. So, so that's that. Uh, teams rely on sponsorship for about 75% of their annual income. Only 25 comes from the guaranteed uh, NASCAR. Yeah. So. Interesting. So there, that little fresh, keeping you in the know. Yeah, look at us, keeping up with the times. Uh, uh, on Saturday, Xfinity, we got the Explore the Pocono Mountains 225. Uh, Saturday's race starts at 3 p.m. Eastern on USA, the Motor Racing Network and Sirius XM NASCAR radio with coverage starting at 2.30 p.m. Uh, playing with a little bit of fire here, though, because we got the truck race right before it at noon and then uh, Xfinity. So hopefully the weather yeah. looks good. And it's been down to rain in the area this time of year. Yeah. So. Let me Play do a little check. 225-mile race. That's why it's called the Explore the Pocono Mountains 225. 90 laps. It's a very short race. Stages of 20, 20, and 50. Xfinity doesn't come here often. This is just the seventh time. They've run here six times uh, starting in 2016. Uh, Kyle Larson won the inaugural event. Brad Kolesowski won in 2017. Kyle Busch 2018. Cole Custer 2019. Chase Briscoe 2020. Austin Sindrick, 2021. I think you'll notice I didn't repeat any names there. Whoa. And with uh, Cole Custer in the race, could be his seventh. Yeah, he's the only one of those entering the race, so there's a yeah, pretty good chance. Cole Custer's going to be driving the 07 for SS Green Light Racing as uh, Joe Graff Jr. takes a weekend or maybe two off. Cole, I don't know if you recognize the name. He won a race with this team already. Uh, winning at Austin yeah. Club Speedway out there in Fontana. Oh, Auto Club. What did I say? Austin Club. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I have what they call, uh, <laughs> I don't know what it's called. But, yeah, I didn't read that so good. Yeah, uh, Custer's one of four racers doing double duty in Cup and Xfinity uh, racing this weekend. Joined by Ricky Stenhouse Jr.'s bushwhacking in the big machine racing number 48. Stenhouse, a little bit of an odd selection. Uh, as they seem to be auditioning drivers each week since uh, souring on our friend of the program, Jade Buford. Yeah, I, I don't know if you know this, Ricky Stenhouse, he hasn't run any truck or Xfinity races at Pocono because both of those didn't run here very often. Yeah. 
But 18 Cup Series races, how many top 10 finishes do you think he has? I would say 18. I would hope he has at least three. No, he has 0.00 top finishes. <laughs> so sort of an odd choice because they're yeah. probably different guys every week. Um, it seems like they had Ty Dillon last week. I think Tyler Reddick's run a couple of times. Yeah. Really odd that they picked Ricky Stenhouse. Unless he went to them and said, hey, I'm really crappy. I need some yeah. So. And then Xfinity drivers, Noah Gregson and J.J. Yelly are going to run the cup race in the uh, colleague Chevy number 16 and Rick Ware racing Ford uh, number 15, respectively. Oh. So when you listen to the broadcast, they'll just refer to them as the 16 and the 15. But you'll know who it is because you listen to Loose Legnot's podcast. That is correct. <laughs> uh, of note, Ty Gibbs finished second last season in his only race here. Uh, Cole Custer, as we said, has finishes of first, fifth, and seventh. Yeah, as we said, not many races here, not many repeat racers here. Uh, Ty Gibbs and Cole Custer seem like the obvious favorites. I'm going to go with Ty Gibbs. He's been at uh, running pretty well most of the time, unless he makes a dumb decision and wrecks himself or gets wrecked. So I'm going to think this is a big enough track. I think he can stay out of trouble. Yep. And then I'll, I'll go with Cole Custer then, cherry picking. Uh, for those reasons why you mentioned earlier, finishes of first, fifth, and seventh. Okay, and then we got the uh, trucks, my favorite uh, of the circuits. Uh, <laughs> got the CRC Brake Lean 150 race at noon Eastern, 11.30 a.m. coverage starting on Fox, MRN, and Sirius XM Radio. This is a very, very short race. 150 miles, 60 laps. One caution, and you're going to wipe out a quarter of a stage. Stages are 15, 15, and 30. Yeah. 38. Like I, feel like, I almost feel like it should just be a two-stage race at that point. Yeah. Just don't wreck. Don't get a caution. They're, they're going to wreck. It's truck it's the trucks, yeah. Yeah, they're going to wreck. Uh, 38 uh, trucks are entered to will miss a race, which is very sad. Notables, Austin Hill, the number seven. Ryan Priest in the 17, and then Todd Bodine running the last race of his career allegedly uh, and it is career start number 800 for him friend of the program luke hillen actually going up to the poconos uh his dad bobby hillen friends with todd bodine so they're going to celebrate properly uh told luke he does need to get some content for us not necessarily yeah. the after party but you know if he's down yeah. the pit road tell uh, some people to hop on the pod yeah get a hero card for us maybe and yeah. or uh, yeah. Okay, this is my favorite tier. Timmy Hillen and Austin Hill are doing the truck and Xfinity double duty. I'm guessing Timmy Hill listens to the show and heard me last week when I said, I think we can start referring to him as Hill and not Austin Hill. Are we really going to confuse him with Timmy Hill? Yeah. And then also as a bonus, Timmy Dater. Yeah. And as a bonus in this race, we also have uh, Timmy's brother, Tyler Hill. Right. He's going to be in the number five for Hill Motorsports, owned by Timmy Hill. So this is going to be one hell of a race. <laughs> you can just log off after that. Yeah, I don't, uh, want, to call out, I, I don't want to call out NASCAR and or J-Ski, but like I usually, when I'm looking for best paint schemes, I pull up the entry list. And if there's an interesting sponsor, I think maybe they'll have an interesting paint scheme since no one in the trucks puts their paint schemes out for us to see, uh, they had three sponsors listed for the 1238 trucks. Yeah. 
Not good. And I checked this morning to see if that was still up to date. Still there. <laughs> still three sponsors. Maybe only three trucks are sponsored, which would be <laughs> uh, circuit would close down pretty soon at that point. Uh, they've been running trucks here since 2010. Once again, I'm confused why they never ran here before. Um, but whatever. Um, only repeat winner is Kyle Bush, won in 2015, 2018. Only in the driver, only driver in the race with a win here, John Hunter Nemechek. That was last year. Yep. Uh, some notable drivers here. Tyler Ankrum uh, has an average finish of 5.0 in his five races at Pocono, which is key. Uh, because he likely needs a win to get into the playoffs because this is it. It is the last regular season race before the playoffs. Eight drivers already locked in, including Zane Smith, John Hunter Nemechek, Chandler Smith, Stuart Friesen, Ben Rhodes, Ty Majeski, Christian Eckes, and Carson Hosevar. Uh, only four races can point their way uh, into the last two spots if there's no new playoff eligible winner. Grant Enfinger would clinch a spot with eight points, and Matt Crafton would clinch a spot with 37 points. Derek Krause is 109 points. No, it's Crafton, 19. That's 19. And then Tyler Ankrum, 43 points back. Uh, Zane Smith just needs two points. So just finish 10th in the first two stages, and you don't even need to finish. Uh, and he would clinch the regular season title in the very important 15 playoff points. Yeah. Uh, who do you got for a winner? I feel like Tyler Ankrum's the easy answer here. They're going to go balls to the wall, try to do anything they can to get into the playoffs. He's got the uh, history to back it up, too. That would be some drama. I would love to see some drama. Save the drama for your mama. Or Long Pond, Pennsylvania. <laughs> John Hunter Nemechek, he's improved every time at this track, including finishes of ninth or 13th, 9th, 4th, and 1st. So he's getting better every this one. He's going to finish in the future. He's so fast. <laughs> uh, his last race here, he had a whopping 127.7 driver rating. So. Which he's like, he really. Did he get help from Kyle Busch last year? Well, no, I'm, I think they need to start cranking it up a little bit. Like they've been sort of meh, you know? Yeah. And they haven't been in trouble, but they've been meh. So I think playoffs are coming. I think they turn it up a notch. So we'll do it for our race previews. Now looking at the paint schemes of the weekend, the most badass one, in my opinion, actually you picked it first. Corey LaJoy. SummerSlam, baby. He knows how to be a fan favorite. Yeah. Back was SummerSlam. I noticed you had the Kevin Harvick, Bush light, Apple, Bushy, uh, Bush Tricky Trivia car. What did you think? Because I couldn't find the thing at the top of the car of the number two Austin Cinder Keystone Light. I liked it. I thought it was like Jurassic Park themed. Okay. Because I was like a little camo-ish type looking yeah. thing. It looks like very outdoorsy, which I like. I think it looks pretty good. pick it for your favorites. Oh, I thought I, I got it here. Oh, God. You got a. Uh, oh, I see it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It was like cool, but I don't know if I'd put it under my favorite. Yeah, you can buy the diecast for $66.99. No, thanks. On lionlracing.com. Uh, William Byron, the Raptor one, looks pretty cool. Yep. My actual favorite favorite from this one is the Todd Gillen in the AMW uh, root beer. Uh, number, did I say number 38 already? Yep. I forget what I say a lot of times. But yeah, I thought it was a sharp looking car. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. It's probably the 
this year it's one of the few i've actually said i would get that die cast yeah so cast um god have you seen the price of those things <laughs> through the roof that's why you get the 164 for like 10 bucks yeah but but you'll get it in you know three weeks or three months four months yeah. like, my kurt bush i bought the kurt bush jordan brand one from his win yeah. kansas i think it was not supposed to get here till november bought it yeah. a month ago well it was funny i saw the other day some company that does doesn't put out a thing that says hey we know there was an error in the thing we sent out uh send it back and we'll get the new one out to you well it was a new one that people probably waited like a, a year <laughs> for the uh, incorrect one is it gonna be another year for the yeah uh Candidate for the worst paint scheme of the year goes to Joey Logano in the number 22 Verizon. It's just red, and all it has is like the V or the check mark that Verizon has. Yeah, like, I've been a long time Verizon customer, like almost 20 years, and this is ass, my dude. I, uh, I believe I told you it looked like it was inspired by JD Motorsports. Because I don't know, but like most of their cars are just a solid red. Yeah, and that's but there's like nothing there. It's just 22 and then a check mark, and like you couldn't put Verizon right behind it, like on the rear quarter panel. No, it's just a freaking check mark. Yeah. Oh, and uh, this is a little weird. He it says he's in the A and W root beer car because uh, they're reminding people that August 6th is National Root Beer Float Day. Like the race is Saturday. That's like <laughs> two weeks from August 6th. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, I'm also going to get on the calendar. We'll be uh, we'll be in Austin that day. Yeah, but we'll have to stop somewhere and get a root beer float. All right. Uh, I'm going to get really confused too watching the race on Sunday because Eric Amarola is in the red Mahinda's tractors car, which is what we've seen Chase Briscoe in. So I'm going to keep thinking that it's him, and then I'm going to th keep thinking that Kurt Busch is Bubba Wallace because he's in the McDonald's car. And like we saw this last week with Joe Gibbs racing, switching, I thought Martin Truex was uh, Kyle Busch the whole time. And I thought Kyle Busch was Christopher Bell the whole time. Uh, but it's just the teams are interchanging sponsors. So very weird. Uh, probably won't get used to it. Yeah. And back to that Verizon one. Like your whole NASCAR whole spent a whole couple years. They did surveys of, hey, um, you want us to create more room for sponsors by moving the number back and forth. And so they move the number forward and that V takes up like 10% of the area you have for advertising. It's bad. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Justin Allgaier in the Xfinity. I don't know why I always like the Hellman scheme. Like out of the, all the schemes that Dale Earnhardt Jr. run in the past, like the Hellman's one is one of my favorites. Yeah, it's just the colors, maybe. Plus, I who doesn't like a scoop of mayonnaise? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with Ricky Stenhouse and the Spike Coolers Chevrolet. Can't go wrong with a little alcohol, baby. There you go. Uh, and then trucks. Like we, that's the that paint scheme we've picked. I think with four different drivers. This, oh yeah. <laughs> and none of them have probably been Jade Buford. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and trucks, man, 61, Chase Purdy, Bama Buggies. Oh, so there's a fourth team that has a sponsor. <laughs> uh, I also I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know one. who it was, but the 44 truck is red, white, and blue. 
got some people shaking hands on it. Look all right. I just like the patriotic color scheme, but there you go. So that'll do it for uh, this Pocono previews. We got two races tomorrow, Cup Series race on Sunday. We will be back on Tuesday, recap all three of those. Uh, hopefully you're doing all right after your little procedure on Monday. We'll be back, recap all those. Hope you guys have a great weekend and enjoy all three races. Appreciate you guys for listening. We'll see you. I grew up in Texas where football was my game. Until that racing fever started burning in my brain. Started running many stops when I was 13. And won a short track championship when I was just 16. I met a man named Harry Hyde and he built a car for me. Sponsored by Granddaddy Hill and Strilling Company. We ran in five Grand Nationals when I was 17. My Talladega finish was the start of my big dream. Thank you for the ride, Harry Hyde. And I'm glad I had Granddaddy on my side. given me the brakes I must admit she smiled a bit but it's me that runs the race now you can't be a champion due to luck or circumstance I'll do the best I can for those who've given me the chance thank you for the ride Harry High and now I've got others on my side you've given me my wings now it's up to me